said, I'm back, and uh, we're back with episode 280 here. Same day, same time, place. What, where, and when is this situation the same? It's me uh, reviewing movies I watched uh, while I was working out in my my office on the IKEA step stool that I bought. Uh, if anyone really knew how what I look like when when I watch these and I take notes on my phone as I'm doing the exercise, it's truly a spectacle. Uh, I also want to say off the top of the bat here. The last 10 or so episodes, I've stopped using any kind of audio clips from the movies as a lead-in, which part I, 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 I've reserved the right to bring those back because I do think that they, they add a little something just on the top just to kind of just to kind of give some context of, of, the, of the tone of the film, even though it's a visual medium, I have some issues with playing a lot of audio on the podcast, which I've done in the past as well in different episodes. Uh, but the flip side of that coin is the new website now is meant to house a lot of video from the film. So as I write the critique, uh, I, I've been utilizing a lot of, uh, cuts and clips and in, in all, all in the context of fair use, I think. So, uh, although watch me get arrested for copyright, um, for posting those, um, don't know, seriously, no, I, I, they're very short clips and I think they're in context of fair use by, by any to the imagination for sure um so we're continuing this string of uh this marathon string of recording uh podcasts and i got to write these reviews i got to clip the edits i got a lot of work to do today on this but um I'm, I'm hopefully this week i'm trying to get caught up by the end of my goal is by the end of this calendar week folks i am basically all caught up and i can just get these things out uh, one at a time and work on the archive of the site the archive I'm, i mean i've got 200 and so uh episodes to archive Post on the new movie. I should mention the movie review dot blogspot. The movie review show. Jesus dot blogspot dot com. Okay, uh, fifty two pickup. Okay, another one of these. Where I was like, what? Okay, dude, where did you? Where on earth did you think about watching this movie? How did this? This ended up on your list. And this one is uh, specifically from a new thing I'm doing where... So I have the seven. We've talked about the seven, haven't we? We must have. I'll talk about it again quickly because it is maybe... Maybe it's interesting. I don't know. The seven is this. One movie from the last two years. So it's a recent movie that I've noted that I want to watch. And I just been watching those in kind of not real order, just about, you know, trying to catch up on 2018 movies before, before, uh, and I'm almost done catching up on all the 2018 movies I had listed that I wanted to watch. And I'm going to, and when I start the 2019 movies, I'm just going to go by the ones that are seem most interesting to me to get them out of the way. So that's just kind of me picking and choosing. That's the first day. So this is, this, this is a, um, this, this little, concept is if i had the time to actually watch a full movie every single day this would be a seven week uh what and then it was like so, so to, to, this is all about the paradox of choice to remove um my thinking in it i just create a list of movies to watch that's like 100 movies long and i just go down the list that way i'm not sitting like what do i want to watch today what am i it's already all decided and to give myself a variance in the ty- the types of movie i'm watching this is the way i'm doing it this is why the, every every day of the week uh if it, it doesn't work out that way, but if it did, they, they all have a different kind of uh, category. So the first one is just recent, last two years. Then the second spot is what I call director focus. Now I do of the seven days, 
every other day, starting with day two, is uh, a director focus. So there's three director focuses in the course of a week, three different uh, filmographies that in order I go through the uh, entire director's filmography. Right now I'm on Peter Greenaway, uh, Kelly Reichert, and Christopher Guest. A rewatch on Christopher Guest. Um, so the first day, newish movie, second day, director focus number one, third day is something what I'm calling the watch list. Now on IMDb, I will add a movie to the watch list. And in this case, 52 pickup, 1986, 1980, yeah, 1986, uh, it was, and I'm doing that in alphanumeric order. So of course this, I've just redid this list and, and added this category as the watch list. 52 is a number, and that came up first on here, so that's why I am watching 52 Pickup. The one after this is a uh, a really crazy one uh, called uh, Seven Below, which I have ju- I just watched the other day, and that one is a uh, oh boy. We'll get to that eventually. Uh, back to describing this this list, and this is a good you know. Then after the watch list, then you have director focus number two. In this case, it's Kelly Reichert. Then. On what would be what? I guess um, Friday. If, you, if this was actually a five, a seven day week thing. So the fifth, the fifth slot is for what I call true or random, and that's when I use that website. Uh, suggest me a movie, and I find a truly random movie. Truly random uh, from the uh, from the just the depth of randomness. Uh, and if I can find it, the ruling rules is if I can find it streaming or accessible anywhere, whatever that means, I have to watch it. Day after that, you get you were going every other day on the director focus. So then the third one would be Christopher Guest, a, a, a Christopher Guest movie. And sometimes I'll do the director focuses out of order. Sometimes I'll watch the director's movies in chronological order. I like to just, I like to mix it up. I don't find any one way or the other is better. Um, I for the most part I watch in order, but that for some for certain directors I feel like I, I go back and forth. It's sometimes better to do that. And then the last day of the week, the seventh slot is for what I call the Plex movies, and I've I've been accumulating. Hard to find pictures and a lot of DVD transfers from D- like DVDs I've had over the years. So I have my Plex library is uh, enormous, and I've been watching those in the order that I added them to Plex. I go by date added. So some of these were several years ago that I've just never gotten to watch that are on the Plex account. All right, that's I don't know any interesting that is. I if you're a movie if you're a movie buff, if you're a movie buff like me. It's it's a, I think it's a fun thing to do. I think it's kind of fun, you know, like you, you just have your, you, you know, exactly what movies you're watching. And again, the paradox of choice is like this stressful, uh, can be this, not necessarily stressful, but can be this like time suck where you're just like, shit, like what, what do I want to watch today? And then you spend 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes thinking about that. You, you know, you spend more m- time than you realize. I, I took a few hours to make this pro- process in this list. And now I have a, I have, a uh, a list of seven items repeating itself over to like a list of a hundred movies that I, I, I've got to, I'm going to watch and it's all set set out for me. And then you have a you know then like last night I watched a movie with my wife, uh, the Hulu Palm Springs, the Andy Samberg movie, which I liked. And uh, but that's again not on the list. These are, these are more for my workout uh, movies. Uh, this all might sound very weird. I don't know. I don't know how weird all of this sounds. I'm not like that concerned if it sounds weird, but. Anyway, that was a good eight-minute uh, preamble of nothingness. Um, 
52 52 pickup is a John Frankenheimer picture from 1986 starring Roy Schneider of Jaws fame and Margaret classic and Margaret um and uh in a lesser role Vanity who was in Purple Rain right Yes. And I'm like, I'm, uh, oh, she wasn't in Purple Rain. What was Vanity in? She died. Vanity was a, um, could have swore. Oh, she was married to Prince. Oh, I thought she was in Purple Rain or in something with Prince. She was in Van- a trio Vanity Six. They're, they did the song "Nasty Girl," which was written by Prince. So she was she was like a Prince protege. She was apparently married to him, huh? She was in the Last Dragon, Fifty Two Pickup, Action Jackson. She's and she's in this. Died in nineteen uh, fifty age fifty seven due to kidney failure. Anyway, I, I thought Vanity was the. Um, Purple Rain. She, I thought she was in the movie Purple Rain. Who's that now? I got now. I got to look that up now. Now I gotta go through this. Oh, got it. Purple Rain. I'm gonna kick myself. Oh, Apple's Apolline Apollonia. I think that's a fair mistake on my part. Only four percent racist. All right. Um. Right off the bat, the person. This movie is not like it's not like it's not going to blow your head off. Um, it's a hard R. It's a Canon produced by Canon Films. So if you know anything about Canon, it's right in their kind of wheelhouse of hard R movies. A lot of nudity, a lot of you know decent amount of violence, um, kind of some sick shit. Uh, plot we'll get into, but the star of this film and one of one of the Honestly, raise this. I'm gonna give it a high seven. I think it, I think it deserves like a high. I almost gave it an eight, but then I was like, you know what? There's too much. There's too much wrong with this movie to give it an eight. I can't give it an eight, so I give it a high seven. And the reason I'm giving it even that high of a score is John Glover, who plays Alan Ramey, the villain in this movie. And I'm trying to think, you know, where you might know. Um. John Glover. He's been in a bunch of movies. His filmography is pretty big. Uh, you, you probably know him as Daniel Clamp, the president of the, the evil corporation in Gremlins 2, The New Batch. That's where I knew him from anyway. But you you probably... He's been in other things too. He was in Scrooged. He's got a face you saw. You'd be like, oh, okay, I've seen that guy in some stuff. Got it, got it. Yeah, he's that guy. Um, he's so good in this movie. He's got... When I first, I and I, I was wrong. I had I looked up his um, background, and um, I was like, sure, he was had this Philly accent, but then I looked. He was raised in Salisbury, Maryland, so I think he's got a, um, I think he's got like a ball. It's a Baltimore accent, but the, the, I didn't realize the Baltimore accent and the Philly accent are really merged. They're really closer together than you would think. I mean, I know people will probably get on me for that comment. 
I could have swore he had a Philly accent in this. Either way, he's a he, he's he the character he plays in this is just a uh, absolute delight and and uh, a, a, a really a breath of fresh air. Um, in an otherwise kind of boring kind of eighties movie, he just kind of he he plays the villain, and uh, the movie you know the plot is a pretty pretty simple. They blackmail this rich guy. Roy Schneider is a uh, he's a businessman. Does some sort of uh, like demolition fucking like i don't know he he has like a patent on some pro it's like a very vague they, they actually go into that like more than they need to but he's he gets he gets uh met in a hotel room they demand a hundred hundred thousand dollars a year for a videotape um that him and his mistress uh who's actually kelly preston who recently passed away like wow this this is our day she's she plays the uh mistress she's in a very small part and, and by and large, the treatment of women in this movie is, you think 1986, and you're like, okay, yeah, obviously the, the attitudes towards females on screen was different. But this will make your head spin. I mean, how, not that long ago, I guess fairly long ago, just treated like absolute crap at every level, on every in every corner, like uh, from, from Anne Margaret, who plays the wife that gets cheated on, who's just... She is relegated to such a role of like, uh, like wishy washy. Eventually, just becomes like the sidekick for her her cheating husband for some reason. Like, just sucks it all up because she's like, working in like politics and she doesn't want this to smear the family or they doesn't want to smear their good name. They don't have any kids, but just that whole like, it's like, damn, this is just a it's, it's truly a different world. So when people say that, like, you know, things haven't changed. They have changed. I'm not, not saying we can't, all can't do better on so many different fronts and just cu the culture, but I mean things have changed. <laughs> like, try, put slap on a '52 pickup into the old VHS player, and you'll uh, you'll see what I mean. The the some of the more interesting parts of this film, the uh, commentary that the film is making on the film industry itself. And now I don't think a lot of this is intentional. Uh, John Glover's character is a like pornographer, and he's constantly wielding a VHS camcorder around. He's talking about lighting. He's talking about like, you know, how his, uh, how his, you know, his, his film production kind of technique. And there's just a lot of stuff being uh, filmed and then broadcast on TV in the room somewhere. And like just add some like interesting. Uh, again, I think this is just the that 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 technology that was was available at the time, and any kind of metaphorical resonance is just kind of by accident. I don't think they were like trying to make some sort of big statement about the movies, if you will. But uh, I, I, I found it, I found that stuff to be just interesting from a visual standpoint and kind of, uh, kind of nice and different from this type of a movie. And that's the thing. The John Glover character is just a, you know, he's not your, he's kind of like this. He's very good. I mean, he's just like his, his, his delivery and uh, how he plays the character is just, just really unique, and I can't imagine another how like anybody else would have done in this role, and how 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 bad this movie would really would have, could have sucked without him in it. Um, the plot of this thing goes completely off the rails. It started off to be interesting enough, you know, in this in this sort of like uh, revenge ransom. Uh, the tagline is his wife, his mistress, his career. Dot dot dot. A deadly trap, and that's about as much you know thought that actually went into ultimately uh, kind of helming this thing. Apparently, it was based on an Elmore Leonard book. Who I mean, I'm not a huge Elmore Leonard fan, uh, but I, and I imagine that his um, 
He actually co-wrote the screenplay here, so maybe he deserves a little more of the credit for this being not so coherent uh, uh, or just not very believable. Really, is more was more of the issue. But I won't give it. I won't give anything away because you want to see the ending of this. Really, the ending of this is a uh, phenomenal shoehorned in ending, so the good guy can win that I've ever seen. That it did not earn its way to. Uh, happening whatsoever um truly truly but yeah if you want to see john glover in the in this fantastic accent and um really just go off uh then you um you should look up 52 pickup try and find 52 pickup folks there's a John Glover on his Wikipedia page too has just the most fantastic photo uh I've ever seen. Just he he's he's a he's a, he's a great guy. I just uh, I, I love John Glover and um I wish I wish him all the best. I wish he was in more he he's he's the kind of guy you when you when you see a guy like him you're just like, "Man, this guy should have been getting some leads in films." Uh because he's just got like a, a presence on there that that's um, undeniable. So I'm happy I, I saw it for that. And again, he he he's worth at least at least two full points, two and a half, the score uh, in this in this film. Those otherwise had just some very cringy moments of uh, boy, um, just a lot a lot of racial racial stuff too that's casual like just like referring to the like black the, the black girls like you know which i i, I can't get too bent out of shape about really i mean i'm not like you know but it's, it's it is weird to hear that kind of stuff now nowadays so you gotta that's in here uh very hard r very hard r <sighs> there's also a good uh this guy was in I gotta give this guy a shout out too. There's another good character in this. There's uh, Clarence, Clarence Williams the Third, who was in the Mod Squad, and in a bunch of movies. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Tales from the Hood, Reindeer Games, also by Jan, John Frankenheimer. So I should look at John Frankenheimer real quick. I don't really. I mean, I'm sure I've seen some of these movies. Uh, John Frankenheimer. He did the Manch- Manchurian candidate uh and some of his wow some of his 60s movies got nominated for the palm dior he directed the island of dr moreau in 96 french connection 2 <laughs> wow um i walked the line which is not which is 1970 not not related to the johnny cash movie the Iceman cometh Black Sunday. I don't I don't know a lot of these titles. Um he passed away sadly in 2002. 7 days in May. He also directed a bunch of TV movies. I mean this guy was busy. Birdman of Alcatraz. Um so it seems like a mix of kind of like schlocky or action things and, and some more like a thriller, some noir thriller type of stuff. Uh, and then the, the Island of Dr. Moreau. Which I remember watching when I was a kid or in high school. I've not seen since then. I don't know if that holds up at all. 
Anyway, folks, another one in the bag. Seven is my score for this. If you pick up, uh, yeah, Roy Schneider is fine in it too. I mean, he's, he's kind of he seems a little bored some of the time, but he's you know he he can kind of carry his weight uh, in this in these types of role. And it's funny, I, I only know I only I know he's in a bunch of movies that I've seen, but I mean I only think of Jaws, even though he was in a bunch of movies. Like he's got a pretty. I mean, if you can go by his filmography, I think it's pretty. Let's do that really quick while we're here. While I got your ear. While I got your ear. Uh, he, oh, he passed away in 2008. All the way back in 2008. My lord. He was in just a shit ton of movies. Um, after Jaws. And before Jaws. All that jazz. Blue Thunder, 2010, the men's... A lot of this, you know what? A lot, I thought I'd be familiar with more of them, but I'm not really. I'm not familiar with many of these at all. There's so many fucking movies, man. You ever think of that? Oh, he was in the original French Connection, too. Interesting enough, the William Friedkin movie. That's on my list somewhere to watch. One of my lists. So many lists. So little time. Folks... We've come to the end for real now. Uh, I'm going to take a break, a breather, and maybe later today, tonight, I will record. Uh, if you're lucky, here's a little hint. As if... Okay. Keep listening. Uh, and uh, take, stay safe out there.